cannot believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. And welcome to another edition of the Dad Bash Podcast, episode 62. The Dad Bash Podcast is comprised of five fathers who build Star Wars costumes and troop together at events, conventions, and pretty much anywhere they allow us to. We're dads of kids, from toddlers to collegiates, and we support each other with dad tips as much as building tips. We hope you enjoy listening to this show as much as we enjoy making it. It feels like we're on a new mission but with unlimited explosives. My name is Stevie Kicks, and I'm your host in the pilot seat today. And you know I can't do it alone with us, as always, the other dad batchers. Your space daddies. First up, our crosshair never misses a shot. Unless he's in a tree. It's Brian Cook. That's messed up, dude. (laughs) That's so messed up. Vegans rejoice. I had a shot at a deer and I missed. Oh man! You're like so every every shot a hunter misses, a deer gains its more antlers. Something antlers get bigger. Antlers, an inch of antler, inch and of antler. It was was quite disappointing. Okay, I was uh, sorry, man. Finally uh, saw some action and then uh, I blew it. But I figured out the problem. Quick tip: Uh, if you want to bow hunt. There's uh, you have to adjust your bow. You have to tune your your arrow to your bow. There's little adjustments you got to make, and there's field tips is what you practice with. But then when you hunt, you use a broadhead, which makes the arrow fly different. I hmm. didn't do that, so I missed. What? Why not practice with the one you're gonna use to because to hunt with instead of the one that's not they the same? Are meant to cause damage, so you can't really like shoot them into targets over and over and over again. Now you, it's like it'll destroy the arrow, essentially the, the target and the or, or the target broadhead. Yeah, it's too much information. Okay. Nobody cares. It's not like it's not yeah, like yeah. you've spent okay. a lot of money on this so far. <clears throat> Thanks, Stephen. <clears throat> Appreciate you. <laughs> Can you shoot like four arrows with one? That way, you, know, <laughs> have, you, you increase <laughs> your chances. Does one of them have a USB drive on it, Joe? Is that <laughs> it's like splicing? It's like splicing yeah. cable, but you know, never mind. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I get I get Whatever. it, Joe. Well, just trying. To... I made somebody's day by missing, so <laughs> I'm just gonna cry. Uh, next up, he might hate his own foot, but he loves playing footy. It's John Rodriguez. What's up, man? Yeah, at this point, I do hate my feet. <laughs> Um, He's playing, I've always had problems. You playing with the bowling ball or what? Because your feet look. Yeah, jacked. I'm kicking. I'm kicking rocks essentially. Jeez. No, yeah, my feet are always getting. I've, I've I've got blisters and stuff. I got new shoes and the feet. Are, you know, feet feet are delicate. I, I I told you a few weeks ago I was people. watching that show Wrexham. 
about the whole soccer or I'm sorry, football thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And one one Sweet. of the guys uh like twisted his ankle or something on one of the plays. And so they like the whole segment was just focused on his foot and 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 uh, your favorite and the repair that they were going into it. <laughs> Did they and, zoom in? And they zoomed in on his toenails yes. and they were like <clears throat> Gnarly, huh? Were they just mangled? Just yeah, gnarly yeah. and yeah. Oh. Well, football players imagine playing a lot, and and like you're, the 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 cleats are tight, so your toes are like pretty compressed, pretty hard. And imagine getting stepped on and kicked and cleated and you know whatever for years and years and years, day in day out. Yeah, your feet will get. Dude, look at ballerina feet. Shoot their feet are all jet. They're on their toes the whole time. It's like it's, yeah, it's they're probably and... worse actually. Yep, yep. We'll call you. We'll call you Twinkle like... Toes now, John. There you go. Um, yeah, I guess so. Sure. But I mean, it's not all bad news, right? Because you've been getting healthier with all the the foot even. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, the whole health journey uh, started a few months ago because I quit smoking. Yay! Uh, and this is my second time trying to do it. And the first time I tried, I gained a ton of weight because that's kind of nobody oh, likes okay. a quitter, John. No, good job, John. No, yeah, well, so yeah, so the first time I quit, I gained a lot of weight because I wasn't doing anything active because I had uh, been in an accident years ago and I was afraid of getting hurt again. So I was kind of just like, ah, I'll just stay and chill. You know, I was kind of like a PTSD-ish type of situation. Um, but uh, recently I quit. I, and after that, I started smoking again. It was a mess. Uh, recently, like six or seven months ago, I quit again. And instead of doing nothing, I started playing soccer again and i've been playing ever since you literally traded and i've lost addiction for another yeah but it's a good good one right dude this is this is like and it costs less dude john i gotta congratulate you man and we all we're all super proud of you and we we every time you show us your feet we're like gross but good you know we we always (laughs) always hard it right oh yeah but 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 i mean that's a huge lesson i think many people need to hear is if you want to stop something you need to replace it you can't just quit something you need with to something positive, it with something though. Positive, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You need to take whatever energy you had in that in that bad thing, that bad habit, and redirect it into uh, redirect it to yeah to something that's going to either benefit you or help you. And that's the thing too. We're all getting a little older, and and I don't want to um, die. You know, regret not doing it. And I and I love doing it yep. too. I love playing. I've been playing my whole life, yeah. and I was well, part not? of part of your background um, and and your love and it's yeah, a passion. I absolutely love it and. And um, yeah, whatever. But I, I'm down like I have never so twenty. I haven't weighed this light in like twenty years since since high school, since the end of high school, essentially. Um, which is crazy because I, I I I've historically never been this light since then. So it's pretty Good. cool. Um, Good when for I, you, man. Uh, when I saw you moment. in Atlanta, you looked yeah, it looked wait you look like someone I've never seen before. Svelte. Wow. It's it's called well, well it's Svelte. called Svelte. Point, like Imagine a five guy. pounds less than that. <laughs> Imagine five pounds less. Then that's how I am now. I think. Good Bracket for you, man. Um, but anyway, yeah. So very good. And uh, I started keto a couple weeks ago. Hurting, so I'll catch up to you. Anyway. One day. All right, let's do it. Hey, and if you guys want to kick the ball around, happy to. No, it's, I'm not going. Free in your feet. Stevie's like, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> come on, Stevie. Come on. Next up, this is my partner, right. Felicia Fancy Bottom, but you can call him Ramey Shanaday. <laughs> Are we ever going to nope. get let in on this? Like, seriously? The, uh, no. At the end of the What's season. What's up, man? How, how uh, you been? How's your week? Doing good. Um, t- trooped on, on Sunday, so. Um, I was talking to you guys beforehand, like, so, so we're doing this troop and it was, it was an event where, uh, the kids 
and on anybody, honestly, um, were encouraged to also come in costume. And these, these three little sisters, um, rolled up in homemade costumes, um, kind of oldest or sorry, youngest to oldest. They were Queen Amidala, uh, Daimyo Boba from Book of Boba Fett, and then Din Djarin from The Mandalorian and, and Full Beskar. Like, but, but they had made their costumes in out of cardboard and they were amazing. Like, I, yes. I wish I had gotten a picture of it. The, the one, the Boba, she had made her jetpack out of like a strawberry basket and a couple of solo cups and a water bottle. And like, it was legendary. <laughs> so Dang, that's awesome. Um, that's cool. I can, I can share, like I can do that's this. Cool. I think I, we have the technology. I can share my screen. Ramy, Ramy, do you remember the Tatooine moisture evaporator that we built? Like, what is that? Six years ago? Yeah. Um, and the the thing that we used on the, the very hell, top, that, the cup, because oh, we needed that. that sh- yes, we needed yep, that we trapezoidal needed that shape, was just the right shape. And the one thing that I was able to find was my uh, one of the kids had a Hello Kitty sippy cup that uh, that mysteriously disappeared from the the cupboard, <laughs> it was never seen again. But it got painted brown and was part of that moisture vaporator till it fell apart. Dude, these kids look awesome. Yeah. Um, They were amazing. And they were a little shy at first. And then later they came back out and their dad was like, okay, so they're a little shy, but they've got questions. And then they started like through him, they started asking us all these questions about like, how did you make your costumes and what are they made out of? And what's the difference between his versus his and so on. So it was really cool. I mean, they were, they're totally like cosplayers in the making. Um, you know, whether they're in the clubs or, or whatever, but I mean, like just the fact that they, and they each, like for anybody that's looking at the picture, they each made what they're wearing. So like the little one made yeah. that Padme, like the headpiece and the, the chest piece, the, the other two made their Mando armor. It was great. You know, they're at school showing their friends. Look at, look look at my backup. Right. Look at my crew. That's right. That's right. Look that's at my crew. So we rolled deep. Sick. Right on, dude. Uh, that's so. awesome. Ooh, everything else good? Yeah, yeah, nice. everything's good. The, one other thing I wanted to do, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, my buddy over in France uh, awesome. on Instagram. It's it's at Libereth, um, and he's the guy that did the design for the, my sigil for the with the uh, the Zilla Beast. Oh yeah, so he got he got married over the weekend, and so congratulations! Hey, so, congratulations uh, in the U.S. Stephen will teach you how to say croissant. Croissant. <laughs> I need a croissant, croissant. sigil. Croissant. That's right. Congratulations. That's right. There, there was a mock-up bounce. There was a mock-up oh, of that croissant, croissant sigil bouncing around on our private chat, if I recall. <laughs> we need to dig that Watch up. out, John Wick. Our tech can wear spiffy suits too. It's Joe Lara. <laughs> Got you, man. What's up? Tech Wick. That's what, funny. What's going on? What's up, why, why are you looking all fancy today in, in your suit? Uh, so just, you know, helping out some veterans that are transitioning. There's a, you know, they're getting out after a military career and they're trying to figure out what to do. And so it's mock interviews. Um, I, with my company, I'm lucky to have a company that's super pro veteran. And, uh, so a lot of us took half the day, spent time and imagine like your very first interview. Uh, but instead of being 16, 17 in that first job, you're like 40 years old doing your first one. Yeah. Cause you're in the military. You don't, you don't interview. You're, you're just That's not necessarily skills that you would even need to develop. 
No, you've never developed right. them. And so you're like, what do I say? What do I do? How? Oh my it's God. Like, I have like, failed. I have failed so many interviews. Yeah. <laughs> in my um, life. But, but, uh, but it, it was cool. It was encouraging and uh, just seeing the talent that they have and just really excited for them. You know, big picture, they're nervous. It, it's, uh, it's the daunting, mm-hmm. what do I do when I grow up kind of question that you had when you were younger, but now you're, well, you're literally in a situation where someone else is judging you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so Joe, do you come in all hard? You're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't wear the tech bucket. You don't wear the tech helmet when you're doing it. Oh, I did. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, is this, is this a trick? I'm like, no, this is, this is real. I what am. This happened in the real, in the real world. I, I, I am a clone and I'm asking you questions and uh, <laughs> you better answer them. No, um, it, they, uh, it's it's so I did we do behavioral interviews so anybody that's out there that's maybe going to interview sometimes there's very technical questions but the reality is business is full of people that are emotional sometimes messes and they don't know how to function when crap hits the fan when oh man uh, our supply chain is broken or whatever I can get into a bunch of business terms but you know sometimes work isn't smooth and most of the times it isn't and so we do behavioral questions to figure that out and once I once I turn on that, they know how to answer that. They might not know the technical stuff because they're not doing that thing, but they understand people. So it it was cool. And then um, real quick, like congratulate Kim, my wife. She did her first troop this last. Woohoo! Weekend. Yeah, Kim. Yeah. She was great. Um, it was job, awesome Kim. to see her. You know, strutting the purple mando. And and I know Judah. You guys said, oh man, purple does a no go. But guess what? She rocked it, man. Good, man. good job, good job, Fod. One, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Fod, sure. Fod, that's awesome. Uh, Vod, it's Vod. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Vod. Fod. I thought you said we, we all heard Fod, but like fodder. Yeah, we translated it's fine. as well. Fodder. Good anyway, job, Vod. We got Vod. You. And then also, real quick, uh, Desles, I think you're watching our live stream, but thank you for sending these oh, awesome, nice, like My Little Pony oh. Mad Batch. <laughs> Look at that. What? Oh my god. Really what? <laughs> Look at that. That's rad. Yeah. Looky. All right, I'm going to take the record one when I see you. Uh, I'm going to use that one too. Late, so <laughs> too, too late. late. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll save your guys. <laughs> but yeah, thank you Des. Nice shout out. She's awesome. Man, Joe, you're always doing cool stuff. Let's we've got company. You want to sit with us? That's never happened before. With us today in the Marauder, specialty costume manufacturer, professional painter, and prop maker, it's Judah Escalante. What's up, Mang? Hey, how's it going? Ah, you got it. Awesome, Steve. Awesome, dude. (laughs) Thank you for gracing us with your presence today on our show. Uh, I know we've been trying to book you forever, and I'm just so grateful uh, that you're finally uh, able to make it. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me, you guys. All right. Uh, do you mind if uh, we go around the table and maybe ask you some questions? Actually, you know what? No. Before that, uh, if you could let our listeners know who – I don't know who wouldn't know who you are uh, by this point. Yeah. But uh, if you could introduce yourself and and maybe uh, let the listeners know some of the stuff you've worked on. Okay. Um, My name is Judah Escalante. Um, I'm a painter, 
in the movie industry. Um, I'm well known right now for Ahsoka, for uh, my contribution to Ahsoka. I was the foreman uh, in the costume specialty manufacturer department um, and also for The Mandalorian season three. Um, and then my previous work uh, prior to Mando season three was Wakanda Forever. I, Ooh. this is, yep, this is when I, um, I was in props, so I painted all those weapons. Dude. Not, not all those weapons, but I was one of the painters for all those weapons that oh, uh, we Brian, had worked on. Oh, Brian, tell him about, uh, the hammer. Oh, yeah, uh. So I was listening to the the other podcast, or last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, Stormbreaker. Yeah. So I was I was one of the painters on Stormbreaker. Nice. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So yeah. So the real one. The real one, Brian. Yes. Dude, mine looks pretty one. good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, mine looks pretty good. It might might come when in it's... close to Judah's, but I don't know. Yeah. When it's in one piece. Before or after it was broken. Hey, it's in one yeah. piece now. <laughs> gonna break yeah, out so, 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 so I, I used to be in props i used to um paint for a lot of uh i worked on um spider-man no way home uh doom 2021 suicide squad um, um uh, i don't know uh, star trek nice. picard um loki uh, i worked on loki season sick. one uh falcon what? winter soldier um tenet um yeah I, basically I, anything I, cool yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, All the, the, cool the list stuff. goes on. Yeah. Um, Dang. Yeah, so, so yeah, so I was in props before, and then for Mandalorian Season 3 in Ahsoka, um, I got hired by Shauna um, in the costume department. And uh, today's Shauna's birthday, so I just want to say happy birthday to Shauna. It's my birthday! There we go. birthday Shana. happy birthday so yeah so um the the list goes on but again you know i used to do i was in props and then i got into the costume department um so anything you see armor when it when it a lot of people don't realize what specialty costume manufacturer is and it's basically anything that has to do with hard goods when when we think of costumes we think of fabrics we never think of armor leather stuff like that so Specialty con costume manufacturers, we specialize in anything hard goods. That's anything armor you guys see, leather. Um, that's that's the department uh, that I'm involved in. I think that's the thing that we think of first. <laughs> we A think of armor. Do. We yeah. think of uh, armor uh, first, and then not. soft goods. But we're not normal, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right on, dude. That oh, I can't believe you painted the real Stormbreaker. Epic. That's yeah. so sick. That, that was a fun one. That that was uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, we did. Uh, I think we started off with. Uh, I think it was about like eight or nine. No, no, it was like twelve or thirteen Stormbreakers. Whoa. We we did we did about eight or nine at first, but we they were all made out of rubber. That was, that was my question. Chris, I wanted to ask. You know, there oh, yeah. It, it's out of rubber. But then Chris Hemingsworth, like that guy, he's such a big dude that the the rubber ones that we made, when, when he would swing those rubber ones, it was just like 
it was really quick. So we, we needed to add a bunch of like weight and steel to the storm breakers. So that way when he was swinging it, like it shows the weight of it. Yeah. So, uh, so we had to make them really heavy after that. Um, you know what's that, funny, Judah, that you, yeah. that you mentioned that? Um, I remember, and this is going back a little bit, but Braveheart, which is an old classic. If you haven't seen it, it's a classic film. Yeah. There's a bunch yeah. of scenes where, where, where all the warriors are running in this field. Mm -hmm. And if you watch it, their axes and their swords are like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> they're, they're, it's like made out of cardboard. Some, some, some people they're have those flimsy, problems. Yeah. They're yeah. all limp. They're all flaccid. And, uh, and <laughs> but, mm -hmm. so, so like, was it like, I mean, that's hard rubber, right? Because yeah. Stormbreaker is so long. Like, yeah, it's huge. And the, the head was, uh, rubber too. Mm -hmm. The ax. Well, so, so there's two, uh, there's, there's the two things what, what people don't realize. So like in, in the film industry, a lot of times we have something what's called a, a hero, a hero and a stunt. Anytime you hear the word stunt, automatically it's rubber. Got so it. anytime when you see them, if they're even just running, if, if it's some kind of a weapon, anything, and they're just running down the street, that's a stunt. Uh, the hero is your version that you're going to see mostly in uh, for like photo ops, you know, or posters, movie posters, where they're just standing with a weapon or whatever it is. That's usually a hero, and usually those are made out of like a resin. So those will end up breaking if they, you know, if they yeah. start running with it or use it, those will end up eventually breaking. So, um, yeah, so there's, uh, I mean, even when we worked on Falcon Winter Soldier, I think we did like 20 something shields for the wow. fight scenes, you know, wow. it's, they those rubber? and those are rubber. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, we you've done a lot. You've done lots of cool yeah. stuff, Judah, but I'm going to tell you, Stormbreaker is the coolest thing you've ever done. So. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> Judah, on yeah. on uh, on anything Star Wars related, what what do you think? Not necessarily is the coolest looking, mm -hmm. but what do you think is the coolest piece that you've worked on? If I had, uh, I have two, but if I had to choose one, if if it was one, then I would say we can the Praetorian two. Guards oh, from Mando season three. The ones that kill Paz. Yeah, yeah. I'm building a Paz right. I'm building a Paz right now because <laughs> oh, of that really? scene. Because oh, yeah. of that scene. Because these guys are gonna build Praetorians. Oh, rip. We might. Well. Awesome. Yeah. We sure. Why not? Right. Yeah. Oh, just. <laughs> we'll add I, it I just want you to put it. Put, we can. I, we can. I want you to put your your. We could stab me in the neck. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say them because I cause right. when the the sequels came out with the uh, the Last Jedi. I remember that the the Praetorian guards for Snoke, like I, when that when it when it came out on DVD, I bought it the very next day, went home to watch the whole thing, and then I rewounded it and just to watch the Praetorian guards over and over and over. Like that was just my favorite scene from the it's whole a dope trilogy. Scene. Yeah, it's yeah, it's super a, cool. It's that, a dope that whole right? throne room, like, very vibrant. Yes, red. Yeah. So then when um when I knew that we were working on it. Good um, I it just I was just uh, just in, in shock. I was just like, oh, like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, you know what? <laughs> I got to do these guys right. Let me figure out a, a good uh, color technique. And, um, you know, so that way I can show uh, Shauna, show Doug Chang, because uh, Doug Chang was one of the, um, oh, uh, the so concept cool. artists for it, the, um, you yeah. know, the production design. So, um, right, right. yeah, so I just. 
I, yeah, the, I'd have to say the the Praetorian Guard. You you said you had two. What was the other one? My other one, I I, I would have to say, um, I'd have to say Ahsoka the White. Um, with her armor because Dang. that yeah mm-hmm. that that yeah, one was so uh, um, you know it's obviously her new look you know and and that's the the showrunner of the show and I I had I had to do it well I had to you know work with Shauna work with Dave Filoni um, figuring out you know the armor I had a, a, a different sculptor work on her armor um, and I had to col- come up with the color combination. And I, I chose to go with a, a warm silver. And when I showed Dave, Dave was like, he's like, oh, like an old spoon, a patina spoon. And I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, exactly so, what I was going for, yeah. Dave. Exactly so, yeah. that. So whatever like, you say. Right, like, yeah, so, um, yeah, and, whatever you, want, you know, right? and she was always, I know when the Clone Wars came out, she was one of my favorites. Um, you know, as a new character and I had kind of seen her grow throughout the years. And then, you know, when we were getting to work on Ahsoka, um, that was a whole new project, you know, to, to take on, you know, versus, um, you know, I did, I did some repaints like Din Djarin's, Bo-Katan, stuff like that. But I, I, I felt like, even though I painted them, I, it wasn't my credit in a sense because I basically copied another paint job that existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not taking away from that at all. No, for but, sure. But this is your you own. Know, for me to mix up my own paints and figure yeah. out what colors I'm gonna use for this and that. That you know, I, I took on a lot something of, so poignant and important too. Yes, right. Like correct, that's correct. something that you get to stick your hands in and be proud of and, and correct. And 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 you're excited mm-hmm. about it too, like right? Dude, yeah. that's gonna live. Yeah. That's gonna live forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's already so iconic. Dude, that is mm-hmm. so rad. You know, there's yeah. a, a so on something like Ahsoka the White, where you know, on on various different projects, you know, you can be given different direction on on any number of things. Mm-hmm. But something on like Ahsoka the White, where you're the one choosing the the warm silver or the spoon mm-hmm. patina, we'll call it. Right? Yeah. Um, how like what choices go into um the different colors of the costume that perhaps you have to revisit after given some direction or you know stuff like that um so we get concept art you know like brian mateus shauna will have some some of her designs uh which she had her illustration for ahsoka the white um but we didn't have any armor to go on the illustration. So it was just all her soft goods. So that's when we had to work with Dave. Uh, I chose a specific sculptor to sculpt her armor. Um, And, you know, Dave had his direction of of what he wanted the armor to look like. Um, You know, we'd have to make revisions. He would sculpt something and then, you know, Dave would want something changed, um, added. and then on top of that, like I, I could have really gone with any color, but of course I'm, I'm going to talk to Shauna about it. Like, Hey, Shauna, I'm going to go with this color. I'll show you a sample, you know? And I usually have, um, in the painting world, which I'm sure you guys are familiar, there's something called speed shapes. It looked like a little Tesla car. And that's where mm-hmm. you test a lot of your colors. Cause it gives you a, 
a three-dimension surface. I use the yeah. plastic spoons. Yeah, I see the spoons. Yeah, a lot. correct. Yeah, I use people use Steven. spoons. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I use spoons. Yeah, correct. So, so I'll do speech shape. So that way, you know, and I'll I'll present it to them, and I'll show them, and if they like it, then I'll I'll go further along with it, um, and give them a sample of what it's going to look like when it's aged, when it's clean, and also I I, I give them, uh, I I'll give them different uh, choices. For instance, sheen-wise, right? I'll give them a gloss look, a satin look, or a flat look. You know, so it gives them choice to look at. You know, versus Options. like if it's just yeah. a gloss, you know, a high gloss clear coat. Like there, no. I want to show them the difference between gloss, a satin, and a flat. So that way, yeah. you know, they can figure it out. Like for instance, like Shin, uh, Dave liked the gloss look. I showed him, uh, I showed him mm-hmm. uh, a flat. Uh, uh, satin, he he liked it gloss. Like, all right, you know. So yeah, see. and it looks dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next que- my next question is: Can you please share all the Pantone colors uh, for for a soak of the white? Um, yeah, one of one of our listeners sent me something like that, and yeah. I shut that down real quick. <laughs> His yeah. name is Stavina. Yeah. Hey, I have a, I have a, a question too, and yeah. I'm sorry, Stephen, if you had like a plan for this, but but so oh, go ahead. you obviously have been painting props and stuff for years mm-hmm. for the movie industry. How'd you get to that point? Um, how much time do I have? <laughs> I'll, I'll you all night, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, go cool. for it. So, all right, cool. So um, so I started off back in like nine. I've been doing costumes for quite some time. Back in like 1998 is when I when I started. I, I went to, uh, my grandmother used to be a, a seamstress for this company. And she was getting ready to retire. And she's like, hey, they're looking for a driver. So I went to this company. They ended up hiring me as a driver. Um, so I started picking up materials for them, uh, fabrics, glue, whatever it was. And when there was nothing for me to pick up, the boss would let me work inside the shop. He, he, was, he would allow me to like start gluing foam, um, sanding pieces, you know, stuff like that. So then I, I kept getting better and better. So eventually he ended up hiring another driver. Um, so I stayed in house and I became the, uh, the department head for refurbishments. Uh, we used to do walk around character costumes, kind of like mascots for football teams. The character costumes you see at Disneyland walking around, like Buzz Lightyear, Woody, yeah. um, uh, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. So we would do characters like that. And um, so then I was refurbishing them and I would uh, kind of reverse engineer them. I'd take them apart, see how they're, how they're made. Um, and I started learning that way. And then, um, then shortly after that, I... Um, the boss needed a full-time painter, an airbrush artist. And he was hiring a bunch of freelance people. And at the time, they were charging like $40, $50, $60 an hour, way too much. So he wanted someone in-house. So he was willing to, to teach me, train me. And, and let me tell you, I knew nothing about airbrushing. But I, as a child, I remember that was one thing that I wanted to do was airbrush. And my, my parents bought me some little, uh, some little can with the airbrush, and it go so quick and I wasn't good at it, but, um, so then, so the boss wanted an in-house airbrush artist. So for every little color I had to switch or any little line, I had to paint anything. 
I went, I always went up to him and, and I'm grateful that he had the patience to teach me. Um, so I learned very well by doing that. And I was just, mm. I was painting and painting. And then I, I, um, I met this guy at one of the shops named Jordan DeVries. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I kept a good relationship with him and he ended up going to another shop and I, I went to another shop as well, still making character costumes. And um, I remember there was a point in my life where I wanted to either work for movies and television or I wanted to be a firefighter. So it was one or the other. So it's like either I join a union, work on film. Those are, those are kind of opposites. So <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Big spread. So, yeah. So then, so um, I started just putting out resumes. I was already going to a EMT school. I was going to school for it. I was training with the uh, LA fire department, um, but I was also putting out resumes. And then sure enough, Jordan, um, Jordan DeVries ends up calling me. He's like, Hey Judah, like, Hey, how you doing? You know, you'll never guess what happened. I was like, what happened? He's like, well, um, uh, I was going through um, some resumes and I just happened to see your name there. And I was like, what? And, you know, he gave me a call and um, offered me a job. And I, I didn't take it at first because it was uh, the pay was low. Um, and it just it, it, it didn't it wasn't going to help me at all. So so Jordan vouched for me so I can get a better pay um, that also allowed me to get into the union, into local 44, which is props. Um, so I said, you know what, it, it's going to be nice. a, it's going to be a great invest. I'm, I'm going to lose a lot of money right now for a year or two, but it's going to pay off because I'll get into the union. Then right. I'll start making the, you know, the, the money that they're making at the union. I'll get the benefits. I'll get all of that. So, so Jordan, uh, vouched for me, you know, so I can get better pay. He got me in there and I'm grateful for that, for him doing that. Um, so it was a prop house that, that I was working at. And that prop house, um, you know, if I could just give them a, a shout out, it's cool. A lot of people don't know of, uh, of them at all, but they're sure. called Studio Art Technology. Um, and we did a lot of stuff there. That company has been in existence for years, for like, I don't know, 30 plus years or something. Wow. And That's they awesome. manufacture so many props that you guys see in film from weapons to vehicles. Um, so when I first started at that prop house, I started on Mando season one, you know, working on like some of the weapons, uh, some, of uh, Damn. some of the pirate weapons, uh, and then some of the vehicles were there that they were making. Um, you know, I remember just going in just to uh, take a tour and I'm seeing like all these star Wars vehicles. I had to sign the NDA. I saw R2D2 over there. <laughs> I saw some droids there and I'm like, wow. oh, like, like this is, this is where I want to be. Like, this is it, yeah. you know? So, um, right. you know, I was very grateful for, um, for Jordan getting me into there. Uh, but, cause that's what really helped me advance my career. And those guys he, over there, a bunch of great guys over there. They're awesome. Got along well with them. They, they, these guys make magic happen. They, they know what to do. There's so much props that they do. Um, so I, I was just painting, think of it. I'm, I'm, there's several departments there and I was a painter. I'm painting every single day and I'm painting, you know, so many different stuff, you know? So that's why I was learning and learning because prior to that, when I was doing the costumes for Disney, um, I wasn't using automotive, uh, materials. 
it was mostly acrylics mm. what I was doing. Mm. Um, so I had to learn that really quick, you know, and for me, it was like, um, since I had been painting for quite some time, I just had to figure out the material a little bit, get to know it, you know, because it's all, it's the end result, what you're achieving, right? It doesn't matter how you're going to get there. It's the end result. So, and I always had a good vision for that. So for me, the way I looked at it, it's like, these guys are in here full speed. This is the film. This is the big leagues, right? Like I can't. I can't let them help me if I'm drowning. Like I, I needed to figure out things real quick, you know? So you need to move at their exactly. speed. Exactly. I had to move yeah. at their speed, you know? So, um, so I did that. Um, you know, I have a lot of patience, um, really kind with people. Um, so, you know, built good relationships with everyone. If there was something happening, if I needed help, Hey, can you help me with this? Sure. Hey, can you show me how to do this? Sure. You know, so everyone, uh, everyone was great there. Um, so that, that really helped me. And then, um, uh, Jordan ended up leaving and he was managing the paint department. And then, um, then I kind of like stepped up a little bit to that. And then that's when, um, I had the conversation with Shauna, um, to bring me on to Mando season three, um, in the costume department. And wow. the way That's that awesome. happened was I had met Shauna back in like 2015 at one of those shops that I was working at. And she came in to manage the shop for like two or three months. And she was awesome. She would come over to us. Hey, do you need any materials? Um, she would talk to us. Super kind person. Um, we, we, we had church together, you know, so like uh, we'd pray together at times and uh, she was awesome. So fast forward, I'm watching um, The Mandalorian season two, the, the gallery, the behind the scenes, right? And, and I was watching it with my girlfriend and then I see Shauna, I'm like, I know her, that's Shauna, I used to work with her, like, <laughs> like what, she's the costume designer? Like, you know, so I was just kind of like blown by that. And then I was like, ah, oh, you know, I should just reach out to her, tell her congratulations, I'm like, she probably forgot about me, you know, and, and I waited because, uh, um, I, I waited a little bit longer, maybe like a year to reach out to her. Cause we had, I think like the pandemic hit. And, and I think when we, mm. when we first came back from the pandemic, we were, we started working on book of Boba Fett. Um, and I finally, I reached, I ended up reaching out to her and um, I was like, hey, Shauna, congratulations on all your success with The Mandalorian. Um, I'm also working on it, but in the props department. And her response was, do you need a job? <laughs> that was wow. her response wow. to me, right? It wasn't like, oh, great hearing from you. No, do you need a job? And then I was like, I was like, well, I'm, I'm pretty much managing, you know, uh, the paint department here. Um, but I'm always open, you know? So then, uh, she just, mm -hmm. she gave me an offer. I couldn't resist. And wow. that's, that's how awesome. I ended up on Mandalorian season three costume department. So, 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 so you so look cool. at that, your, your mom was a seamstress. Shout out to your my, mom. my grandmother. Your grandmother grandma. was a seamstress. Shout mm -hmm. out to grandma. Yeah. Which got you a job driving a, a truck for mm -hmm. a company to pick up material. And and just stuff. like, Right. And I think that's like, I think a lot of people that listen or, or are curious are like, well, how do you get from A to B? It's like, it's what you do, mm -hmm. who you know, with it's a little bit quick. of luck. 
yep. you know, and, like, and exactly the next thing you know, is. yeah, Shauna's offering you a job. It's like, yeah, it's a crazy exactly. chain of events, you know, but like, man, yeah, what a, what yeah. A cool... And the thing is like, hey, Judah. I didn't, I didn't go to school for oh. any of this. Uh, a lot yeah. of people think I went to school sure. or what school did I, I didn't go to school for yeah. any of this. Yeah. I, I learned on my own. Yeah. I, I, people I, helping I, me as well. My career is like the same thing. I just right. fell. It just kind of like I was doing what I love and I fell into it and it just, yeah, things awesome. just happened, you know? Yeah. Snowballed. Yeah. Exactly. That's so cool, man. Shout out to yeah. grandma. Dude. Judah, I got a question yeah. for you. What's your favorite, um, non star Wars prop that you've painted? All right. Hands down for me. And I'll tell the story. Uh, Namor, the Submariner for Wakanda forever. And the, the only reason is because I was born in Hawaii and me as a child, I've always loved the water. Um, and growing up, you know, I was always Star Wars. Star Wars was always number one for me. Um, and then it was Marvel and then GI Joe and all yep. these Transformers, Silverhawk, all these things. But, um, uh, you know, as most people, like for instance, you guys, right? Like we, we identify ourselves as who we look like as a superhero, whoever it may be. So for me, I always looked Asian and Namor looked Asian, right? So like, yeah, so he was my comics, favorite, yeah. he was my favorite comic book character growing up. And then when we, uh, when we got the word that we were going to work on Wakanda forever, and then, you know, I get the, the, the illustration, all the work, and I see Namor's spear. I'm like, I'm, I'm painting that. I'm, and you're like, yep, that's me. Yep. And I, I made sure Sick. I was going to paint it. And I, I, yeah, I was, that was, that was my favorite prop. It was just, it was awesome just I, to see it. I remember, I remember when his costume leaked and oh. it was, it was one of the first costume leaks that was just like, it was so, um, everybody was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this version of Namor. Mm. And everybody was just like, finally, yes, finally, like a <laughs> real, like the real version The you know, mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, it was awesome because I got to see a lot of stuff and I, I was just like, wow. And then how they took it to the whole like Mayan, you know, route, yeah. you know, because I, yeah. right. I saw his spear, you know, I'm seeing, you know, or their weapons, the Talakaneers, like I'm seeing all this hieroglyphs on here. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like they actually hired a real scholar to like study hieroglyphs and create them. Um <clears throat> That's yeah, sick. which is really cool. But before that, be, prior to that, it, it was Stormbreaker. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, like, exactly. I wanted to answer for you and just say Stormbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Because, I mean, come so on, sick. Thor. Like, Dude, come hey, on. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Hey, Judah. Yeah. <laughs> Not as I have a question from one of our listeners, uh, yeah. Grogu Adventure. Uh, she's she's a she's always following us. And so thank you, Grogu Adventure, for the question. But she, she, asked, she wants to ask you. Any fun Easter eggs that you worked on that landed in the show? Like, is there anything in the background that we're all like, oh, oh, did you see that oh. one thing or whatever? Have you, did have you that? put your thumb in Vader's nose? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there, is, there is one little Easter egg, um, but you can only see it. You can only see it um, on the gallery. And, oh. and it was one of the, um, one of the younglings. Um, there's a youngling in there. If you, if you pause it, um, she, she has like a mint blue helmet, but, um, I was able to put, uh, a letter J right here, but I Ooh. did it in a, in a nice fashion. Um, so it doesn't look just like a J, 
but it's red. And if you pause it, like, is it Arabesh? No, it was actually, I, I actually, it's an actual J. It's, it's a J, but I, I kind of made it. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. You, you'd have to find it and, and look at it. Um, Could have been one of Remy's kids. Okay. I was waiting to see where, <laughs> no, what you were going to say no. because yeah, you no, might cool. have said something about one of the costumes <laughs> you did for them. <laughs> I I remember like we, you and I actually met um, yeah. in Shauna's shop for the first time before we had the context of right. all of this to know mm -hmm. who each other was. Um, but uh, I was there with doing fittings for two of my daughters who were foundlings, and you came in and they. Uh, mm -hmm the girl that was helping kind of get them set up. Like you, you had the helmets and the helmets were there. And I think they, they were painted, but they weren't weathered. And, uh, and they're, and the girl's like, mm -hmm. they need, these ones are older than the other ones. We need something more to like bridge the gap between them being kids and them being adults. And so like you came in with a piece mm -hmm. of armor and, and did some stuff to it. And, uh, and I remember, I remember one of the, like, yeah. you know how Boba Fett has like the keyboard keys on his shoulders like the, the the two on each side, you put mm -hmm. one in the middle of the mm -hmm. diamond, yeah, on the on the chest. So that that was a detail yeah. that like landed there. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just little things yeah. like that. Ding. Yeah, that was fun. I, I remember that day. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. Uh, yeah. Gosh, you know what? Kind of you fun. know what's? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go for it. No, I was gonna say. You know what's crazy is like 20 years from now, when Hasbro has to go back into the into the old catalog library of characters to make. You're gonna one day hold an action figure of of a, a foundling, and you're gonna turn it to the side, and the J is gonna be there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. Hopefully, right? <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that would be cool. Bad. Yeah, that was that was a so yeah. To go back to that question, that was that was the little Easter egg. Um, That's cool. That we did That's there. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I was kind of waiting, like when all the younglings showed up, like where is she? Where is she? And then I'm like, oh, like all right. So, but, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's there in the gallery. That's fun. Which was awesome. I had a question from yeah. one of our listeners. Um, uh, so this yeah. one comes from uh, yeah. making Amando. He wanted to know what's your worst paint failure. My worst paint. Failure. I mean, you can kind of come at that any, any way you want. Yeah. Like job well, or just, done, just or? in your experience, like what, yeah. like, cause I, we've all had like just paint go sideways and like crackle or whatever. And I, I think that that might be where he was coming from. Cause I think he's had some paint challenges lately the the worst i wouldn't say it's okay. paint i would say more so yeah. clear coat because paint for me um i don't know like i you know one thing i always tell people is is your paint work or your paint job is only as good as your prep work right so if you prep it well your paint job is going to look well it's going to look good um but let me tell you clear coat Clear coating, that's a difficult one for people to pick up. Because painting, I mean, mm -hmm. you can, whether you use an airbrush, whether you use a spray can, whether you use a chip brush, dry brush, or use a spray gun. Um, the paint is, I mean, unless you're using a spray gun, obviously you can overspray the paint. There could be just yeah, paint just sure. dripping. You know, there's too much paint. You applied way too much. Um, but right. then that's kind of an easy fix, you know. So, But it's clear coat is you know because the clear coat is the final product right uh, unless you're going to weather it or age it um so it's the clear coat because also too a clear coat depending on what clear coat you have how long do you how much time before you let it dry or, or cure yeah 
you know? So like, and if, you know, if you're clear coding something, you see it, it looks nice, but then you come back five, 10 minutes later, then you see a drip and you're like, oh, like you got to let that whole thing dry off. Then once it dries off, right. you got to sand it down. You got to buff it out. Like it, it's a lot of work and especially like, um, Pain in the butt. yeah, it is, you know? So if anything, mm-hmm. I, I would say more I so with clear coat <laughs> because, uh, just painting yeah. in general, it, painting can be a, a, a quick fix. Um, but also two, uh, if you're using a spray can, a lot of times people use certain brands and kind of gummy up. So if you go to sand it, even though you let it dry for like a day or two, you go sand it and it's just like really gummy and still moist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why, like for me, I stay away from certain brands of spray paint, and I and I avoid spray paint as much as I can. Yeah, I still use it here and there, um, but for the most part, uh, yeah. So clear coat, learn your clear coats, because <laughs> that takes time to to learn and build. Yes, sir. Yeah, the, big, the, the biggest concern we have when we screw up is like maybe a cron, uh, a con crunch where we're, we're compressed by time. But I mean, but for you, you have you, there's like there's like project management less time and you have yeah. so much time. So I'm thinking like, man, if we had to if we had to paint and create Darth Vader's cod piece, especially Stevens, it'd take probably forever. <laughs> it's really like, at least a at least a week dedicated <laughs> to just the material and the paint yeah, yeah. And man yeah just that it's alone a lot, it's a lot of cod <laughs> yeah a- no you're right you're right and, and it all depends on uh because you know working in film that they they want it now they want everything yeah. now they you know need yesterday. so they, exactly they need it yesterday so especially when it comes to clear coat you know there's uh there's times where like for instance um man like like uh, yeah, when I did a uh, Din Jarin on his uh, his uh, his his gauntlet when they stole his whistling bird, you know the super seas, like on the the last episode, I think it was or seven. No, it was on episode seven on the season three where they they steal his whistling bird. Like I had to mm-hmm. I had to make that in like forty five minutes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> like, hey, we need this right away. Like, oh wow. Okay. All right. So, you know, so uh, stuff like that, like, think of that, that, that whole whistling yeah. bird section is right on there. Like, come on, 45 minutes. Like, Your pig's not but, even dry. how are you, how are you with pressure? Is it, is it like, oh man, I got this or is it, you work, you work better when there's pressure or, or how does, how does that work for you? You know, 45 a, minutes, Joe, question. he said 45 minutes. <laughs> no, no, that's a great question. That's a great question because for me, great question, Steven, for me, I, I, I work, <laughs> better pressured in a sense um because i i know i know what i can do with the time given and Mm -hmm. i never let the pressure break me um nice and it and it it shows my performance you need something yeah you know so i'll i'll bring it yeah there's times where you know I'll, i'll say i can have something sooner and i don't um but it the the pressure you know, especially when you're working with the team and under the amount of pressure that we're working under um, and me being the leader of that team, I, I have mm-hmm. to I have to be on top. I, 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 I got to show everyone that, you know, hey, look, this is a stressful environment, but look, we can do this. we got a great team. You know, so I, I keep everything positive. I, I keep, you know, good spirits with everyone. Um, blast some music. You know, people, it's a proven fact that people work well with music or work better with music, um, you know, so I would do stuff like that. So then when anything would come, 
you know, to the team and, and, you know, anything like that, it's like, Hey, all right, you got this, you know, give them a little, give them a little prep talk. All right. You can do it. You know, come on. We got 30 minutes. All right, cool. We got it. Hey, if you need someone to help, you you Mm -hmm. need this and that, let me know, you know? So, so we work together, you know, if something comes up like that, you know, if I need something, I go to whoever can do the job of what I need or what I need help with. So so the pressure does kind of help sometimes. Uh, uh, Not, not giving you too much time to overthink something too, you know? Yeah, correct. That's correct. true. Like, well, mm-hmm. Maybe this, get to maybe work. that. But you're yep. like, nope, this is what yep. we got to do. Yep. Makes just you do it, it and done do it quick. Way. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask a quick one, and this, I think this doesn't have to be too long, but like outside of movies or comics or media like that, like, do you, do you, uh, get inspiration from any, like, do you follow art or do you, you know, or is it music or, um, do you have an outside influence outside? I, I do. And this, this may be kind of interesting, but my outside influence has to do a lot with um, the balance of things. And I don't know how that would make sense, but um, uh, just as an example, um, I like how things are connected. Uh, for instance, uh, a, a king wears a golden crown to emanate the warm golden sunlight as to a queen wears a silver tiara to emanate the cool silver moonlight so i like to use whoa yeah so it's awesome. like i like how things are connected when you look at numerology um uh you know nine there's only nine numbers in in the numerical sequence anything after nine is repeating itself so nine is completion mm-hmm. so I, I like to take the aspect of, you can call it spirituality, whatever it may be, but I like taking that aspect and using that into my work. When when Dave Filoni told, told you about Balin's skull and Shin Hati, and he was like the wolf chasing the sun and, and the wolf chasing the moon, <laughs> exactly. you were probably you like, what? That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's it. Because He's talking that, your language. He's talking your yeah, language, right? Exactly. You were like, Dave? Yeah. Yes. Spoon patinas all day. (laughs) Exactly. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. And that's why when you look at Shin, right? Shin has silver. Like I said, that's the feminine side, right? You know, Balin was the dark, Mm -hmm. you know, or black, whatever. But and you look at the sun, the core of the sun is black, you know? So it's that's the kind of stuff I, I like to take as inspiration for me. Um, that's right because i don't i don't really you know i don't i don't really draw or um, do a lot of outside hobbies you know but i like to study um life and and i guess spirituality and and aspects of that to understand help understand myself better as well as everyone else Dude, I awesome. I appreciate what you just said. Uh-huh. I mean, I've I've been listening to everything you've been saying, but this last part, like, I am so dialed in. Awesome, um, that's cool. I like it's it's cool. Um, I think all of us are enamored when we see like when we see great costumes when we're at cons and when we troop, we we admire each other's work. Mm-hmm. Like all, all of the guys here, I admire every single thing that these guys do. I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so rad. And then when they when they break it down and sh- and say not just how they did it, but why they did it or why they chose yeah. a certain way. And there's meaning to it. 
that just adds it just mean it just makes it so much more valuable right you can just Correct. appreciate it from multiple levels and it's no longer just a visual thing mm -hmm. there's there's a deeper meaning and that's just so rad so thanks for sharing that man yeah, yeah correct cool. yeah you're welcome because like for instance uh ragnar on season three right like i was like hey that's paz Bisla's son why not father like son let's let me paint him like this father you know so they were like all right let's do it mm -hmm. they they yeah awesome it's yeah cohesion they they love the idea and and that's what it came to be you know so it's like in the same thing with uh jason sandula you know if, if you look closely his little his little we call it gack his little gack box it has canaan's downward triangle on there you know so if you yeah. look at it, and then also with with the pauldron the claw with the yeah pauldron. you know yeah, so it, it's stuff like that that's where i i take those meaningful things and i incorporate that's it. cool you know, yeah. and the same thing with the Soka mm -hmm. the White. Like I was telling you, like now she's she's awakened. You know, so it's like I wanted to do a, a, a nice silver for that, you know, um, because it shows, you know, enlightenment. You know, yeah. so, um, yeah, because I, I could have kind of gone with any color and then showed it to Dave or whatever. And but no, so I take those things in consideration. Really? You know, especially with Star Wars, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan myself, you know, so I want to make it the best I can make it. Because let me tell you, when I was painting that pauldron for Jason and got the little gag piece there, I started tearing up, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's, that's cool. how much it meant to me. Yeah, you know, awesome. and I'm sure. like, I'm like, oh, man, like I started feeling it. I'm like, all right, if I'm feeling it, then you know other people are gonna feel that you know so i yeah. i like there you go <laughs> that's right that's cool <laughs> just happen to have Kanan a random canon jars figure in the box <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah man so so i like taking that aspect of what whatever you want to call it spirituality life whatever in into the costume making or painting i should say that's, that's awesome yeah. Well, I think we're going to talk Very a little cool. bit more about painting and building and stuff like that in our next segment. Awesome. Uh, but first, uh, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up an exclusive Space Daddy Wrecker hoodie at thedadbatch.com. <laughs> So it's time for the Dad Batch Podcast Holiday Special Chrome Tono Volume 2. When we made this announcement, October 10th was World Mental Health Day, and research shows that more than 50% of all lifetime mental disorders start by the age of 14. Children's mental health needs champions, so we are pleased to announce that our fundraising efforts throughout the holiday season will go directly towards the On Our Sleeves movement for children's mental health, a nonprofit organization committed to breaking stigmas and helping families talk about mental health with their children. On Our Sleeves provides free mental health resources for parents, teachers, and caregivers across the United States. Join the Dad Batch this year as we support On Our Sleeves. Once again, starting on November 1st and running through Christmas Eve, every dollar you donate here will be another chance to win. We have so many items lined up for this year's prizes. And yes, that's prizes with an S. This year we will have first, second, third place winners, and a grand prize winner. All will be announced in a special release of the show on Christmas Eve. According to pre-pandemic numbers, one in five children is living with a mental illness. We can all feel that there is a youth mental health crisis, and we all know someone who has been impacted, but stigma remains. Children don't wear their thoughts on their sleeves, so we don't know what they're going through. And many of us didn't grow up talking about mental health. That's why On Our Sleeves was created. 
Please help us in supporting their important mission by donating. You can learn more about the On Our Sleeves movement for children's mental health by browsing at onoursleeves.org. On Our Sleeves is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and all donations are tax deductible. Garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? I'll go first real quick. Um, uh, what have I? Yeah. Helmets. Um, made yeah, I painted Goes a few first, more clone helmets. Did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a helmet behind me over, over yonder somewhere in some corner that I'm working on, over there. Um, but I painted a few that are going out, and uh, I've just been trying to do that every week. Just pump a few out, and uh, the only one I care about yeah. is Amy putting the stickers on the clone helmet. Everything else we don't. Care oh about. yeah. Well, that's the thing. So. Uh, I, I posted the, the photo of two of the clones I finished today, but when I posted the photos, uh, someone messaged me, they're like, oh, you forgot the vent stickers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, wow. So in the morning, Amy woke me up, we, we, whatever, we were hanging out, and I and I saw the thing, and I was like, oh, I'm like, come, out, come down and help me real quick. You know, let, let me put these uh, vent decals on there. And she saw me do, like, because it's, it's one on each side. So I did one side, I did the other side, I did one more, and then she's like, can I do it? And I'm like, you know what, sure. I'll pop the thing on and then you can sort of slowly peel it because she watched me do all three. And she did at the end do do the last one, pop, 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 and it came out perfect. And that was the selling point on, on the helmet. They're like, I got to get it since Amy oh, helped. I'm like, all right, cool. Awesome. Like, you know. That's it. She's going to do everything now. <laughs> it, awesome. It's someone within her friend group, but but it was, it it was, was so funny. Cool. And she, she literally was helped. so stoked, too. She was like, oh, She was stoked. Yeah, because she was like, can I do it? I'm like, yeah, you can do it. Hey, her rate's kind of high, um, though, so you better. You better uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, now I have to pay her. Right, right. So Chicken like, nuggets yeah, or maybe a swing. myself over. Yeah, she has snacks and chocolate milk and stuff. We're good. Uh, but that's for the most part that's pretty much it um haven't been making much of other oh and i you know obviously i was working on balin stuff um that i i don't know if we mentioned it last week or not but yeah i've got a couple dozen gauntlets and forearm armor so no well because the first set i did was not uh, completely accurate and then the second set is and um and you know that they're they're resin they're not abs like resin they're regular resin so they might break so there's a there's a couple but i painted one set (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) right yeah one set is a hero set and the rest are stunt right um but that's it that's it that's all i've been doing as far as i can remember yeah Yeah. did you fix stormbreaker brian i have uh (laughs) it's all glued back together i got to do a little bit of sanding and like repaint the wood but I've been because I might know somebody who could help you. His name rhymes with Judah. Yeah, I mean, mine's, I, I said mine's just right below Judah's, so like I think I'm good. I think I'm wow. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're just wow. Right, Dang. right there. Yeah. But I haven't touched it. It's been sitting on my workbench. You know, I keep going up and climbing in trees and missing shots on stuff. So speaking of workbench, I, you should do crosshair as well, right? Your yeah. CRL. I know. I need oh, the shins are sitting there, up? printed. I have mm-hmm. to have a heavy mm-hmm. sanding session i don't know, i've got like a lot of work stuff and home stuff and there's all kinds of things going on and then um 
uh, Levi, uh, I got her one of those like China Harley Quinn costumes. Uh, it's from a video game or something. I don't know. I'm not. That yeah. Injustice. Yeah. Just, Is it the Injustice something? It's super cool. It has yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Batman logo on the back, but I've been like kind of, huh. uh, doing my magic on those cheap costumes and just making them look better than they were. Um, I've talked about stuff like that before that, you know, things will come with like a really crappy pleather leather belt or like accessories and I'll just like glue super thin foam to the back. Ah, now all of a sudden it has substance and it's like leather. And then I just blackwash everything. And then usually that's it. But other than that, nothing. I need to finish Stormbreaker. I need to work on Crosshair CRL that I keep talking about, I think for weeks now. And then John's been reminding me now and I'm like, oh yeah. But I'm really dreading the like eight hours of sanding I got to do on those things. So it's never what fun, is it made out of but it's necessary uh pla it's mm. just printed 3d printed shins that steven did a wonderful job re-engineering yeah i mean yeah. added the details and modifying modifying modified it and they've literally been printed for months now so i'm a little ashamed to say that <laughs> I hate sanding. I really You've do. got one job to do, Brian. <laughs> Dude, hey, when you're waiting for deer, yeah. Yeah. sand is going to scare him away. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. You could just sit there. Yeah, but the result's the same. You're not going to get a deer. So just sand. Oh, right. wow. So have a clean print. Yeah, sit. Dang. Send those out here and let Amy work on them. She's, she's all about it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah, send she'll get to it Amy. done. She could actually finish it for you, for real. Dude, that's yeah. child labor. We can't do that. No. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'll pay she's, her. Uh, I'll supervise. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> a good payback for last it. week, Joe. That was good. That's true. <laughs> what do I do? I don't know. Yeah, what you grilled him on the intro. You were like, episode... You were like episode sixty, almost as old as Joe. Oh, oh I don't remember that. Oh, I don't remember that. Brutal. That one in. Oh, but, but Stephen, you brought yeah. it back. Yeah, now. that thing you that Thanks, thing God. you forgot about. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Double brutal. Uh, so now, I'm oh, sorry, now, man. Now, now I feel old again. It's okay. Brian can't catch a deer. <laughs> clearly, clearly. I can go real quick. I'm not making anything. I made it's stencils for John, but that's about it. I, I'm actually the only thing I'm making. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Um, so my this 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 Sunday uh, got a shout out for my niece uh, Destiny and and a future brother in law Stefan they're getting married and so I've been crafting what I have to say to marry them so they they asked me to marry them Ooh, no pressure right no pressure right and um, and so Chat GPT thank you kind of gave me a little shell <laughs> um, but but I you know I want to do a good job so so I've been I've been. Dude, I don't stress at these things. I've done like speeches in front of people, and I, I'm I'm fine. But with this, I want to I want to be perfect. For Is that. this like so, a serious thing in a suit and everything? I'm gonna wear a suit, bro. I'm not wearing a tech. I'm not gonna wear a costume. I mean, I married people as Darth Vader, so I don't. I know, know dude. Like. That would be fun. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, if it was that, dude, I would I would just like wing it. But I can't wing this. I need to be like, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, let me tell you about flipping a binder with the thing written. The what's it called? Whatever the thing. It was all written out, 
and it was like super windy. It was in Long Beach on the beach. And oh, I was like, are you even able to read? Are you even able to read that in that helmet? Because you're wearing Vader. Like you Very are wearing Vader. Awkwardly, but yes, I did. You should have just you should have just pre-recorded the well. whole thing just like we did the commercial. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, did you have <laughs> did you have the voice going? Yeah. Dude, oh you my should have just God. pre-recorded it. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. You should have pre-recorded I that. Yeah. I did it for uh, our friends Jamie, who's a um, Fiverr first member, and her her husband Sket One, who's the artist who did the California ADAP flag. I uh, yeah. oh word, I have one in my garage. I think I, did I send that to you? I sent one to somebody. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, I bought it you off sent, of like I, AliExpress or something. Got it for me. Yeah, they they asked me randomly, and I was like May the fourth. I don't know, a few years ago. Dude, can you? I, I can hear it now. Like, <sighs> dearly beloved. <laughs> the pictures are. We are gathered here today. I was definitely. We are like, gathered here today. I was definitely freaked out about it, but it, it came out. It, was good. it takes like four times as long. Good time. Oh my god, that would That's take cool. forever that wedding because he's got to breathe. I hijacked your part. He's yeah. got to catch Joe, Joe. Breath, right? <laughs> And he starts choking up. <laughs> going, <laughs> No, no, but I digress. You killed him. We even had some humor because we had a Boba Fett. Uh, John Cafe was Boba Fett, and like there was some part where it was like, uh, you know, whatever, some line and like a famous line in the wedding, and it's like no disintegrations. And I like point to Boba Fett, and he was like. <laughs> and he nodded. <laughs> it was pretty good. Perfect. You're like Judah. You working on anything? Not at the moment. No, I I will start working <laughs> on some stuff soon though. Some uh, Ooh. some side projects coming up. Um, Sick. Yeah, I think nice. I'm I'm gonna open some commissions soon. Um, nice. Ooh. Yeah. So. So I yeah. really got a few things that lined up. Did they just hear that here first? A little plug. Is that, yeah. that an exclusive? Yeah. That Bad Batch exclusive. Wow. <laughs> you heard it here for. There should be yeah. a, a sound for that. <laughs> 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 Jamaican party yeah. horn. Wow. That's some news. <laughs> yeah. All right. So keep an eye out for Judah's uh, commission yeah. slots. Yeah. 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 There we go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Grogu yeah. slamming the yes button. Steven, yeah. Steven's selling things right now. He's all sell, sell. Yes. So, yeah. yes. Right Same on. Is, That's yeah. super cool. Lunch money yeah. together. I mean, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Right no now. No more eBay auctions. Yeah, we're not working right now, so it's like I, I still need to make a living. I got to pay some bills, and you yeah. know, I'm, I'm gonna eat. put it out there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I have a few. You know, now that that that's a perfect uh, yeah. perfect way to 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 mention this is that now is the perfect time that the community needs to support the artists and the makers and the crafters mm -hmm. yeah. like yourself who are affected by the strike yeah. because it's like you have all the skills and all the, the mastery of all these different crafts and literally cannot work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's what I do for a living. You know, so it's like, wow, well, then, I'll, you know, and that's the whole reason, like on my Instagram, the whole Mangtastic paint and props, that's why I started it, because I was I was already um, working in the industry, but then I was I was doing little commissions on the side, you know, just uh, 
helmet here mm-hmm. or a gun or whatever it was. And so I was like, you know what? I, I need to start a business. I need to start this up as a business, as, as a side hustle. Um, and that's where I started that, you know, and that's what I started to do. Um, so, yeah, so now it's just going to kind of continue it for now. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, we, you got five customers right here when you're ready. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a commission. Raymond, are you working on anything? Um, not, I'll send you the helmet. Not really. <clears throat> I, I did get a new kind of printer room set up, something different than, than what I had before. Um, and uh, and it's kind yeah, of got, you're cutting got, wood. Got a new printer. Did some well, cutting good. of some plywood. I did the math. I figured like, All right, I want like a desk in this one space in this spot. And, I could go buy some cheapo thing for 50 bucks. That's not going to fit right and fall apart. Or I, for like 30 bucks, I can buy a sheet of MDF and we can cut custom pieces. So I've got this like custom little bench that fits in the spot perfectly and it's installed and it works great. Um, I noise was a consideration for me. I wanted something that was quieter than the uh, printer that I had been running. So I actually got one of Steven's um, artillery sidewinders off of him and it is nice. It's actually been running, um, Nice. for a few days now in a row super quiet it's not it doesn't doesn't disturb uh you just close the door yet. right it's, you have the little door and you just set it and uh, there it. actually is no door around this oh. spot but uh but yeah it, i it it's great i didn't want to i didn't want anybody to hear it through the walls or anything like that and then the other thing is um Oh, and I've got my Jupiter in there and up and running now too. Um, the other thing that I got though, Stephen brought me. So, and from his work, he managed to steal a sign off of one of the rooms that was uh, oddly appropriate for me to put over a room <laughs> that would be. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah. So it says Echo what does that Lab, say for the, but for it's the all listeners? pre-printed. This like nice plastic sign. So, uh, so I've got this. This actually is over the doorway to, into the, like door the space sign. where the yeah. printers are at now. So, <laughs> that's it. That's right. Uh, I've just been working on Paz. The whole costume's printed. I'm just printing the blaster pieces now. There's just uh, there, there's so many blaster parts to print, uh, but I'm moving along with it. Mm. Um, I'm actually printing those on a on a on a different printer. I'm printing it on my uh, Creality CR10 Max uh, because I need. Uh, the larger build volume for the longer barrel pieces. I mean, and I, I could mm. cut them, but I'd prefer if they were just one, one long piece. Right. It's more convenient. Yeah. And then I can fill it with like a, 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 my plan is to fill those long barrels with a clear acrylic tube uh, that's frosted oh. so that I can put LEDs in there and then it'll have it a up. nice, yeah. Nice. Cool. Throw a lightsaber blade in there, dude. One inch diameter. Yeah. Yeah. Easily throw a, uh, a blade in there right. with the LEDs and everything. Right. Wow. Uh, but on the uh, K1 Max, Good. because that thing's just been printing nonstop, um, I finished the Venomized. My my son wants to be Spider-Man for Halloween, but he wants to be Venomized Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he's got like, it's the Spider-Man mask, but Natural. he's got all like the the symbiote like coming all around the oh, face wow. and all that stuff. Uh, That's cool. So he's got he's got that fully printed, and then he wanted the whole family to kind of like do the costume with him. So his little brother is gonna be Miles Morales. Uh, my wife is gonna be Spider Gwen, and then he wants me to be Venom. But I don't want to like 
I'm going to be in charge of these kids trick or treating. I don't want to be like impaired with my vision or anything like that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, how am I going to do venom with these kids? Right. So then I, I saw online this guy, like a few years ago, he did the Tom Hardy venom. Who's talking oh. to venom coming out of his body. On the shoulder. Yeah. So he cool. did the fake, the Great fake idea. arm thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But the way he did it, he did it with like garbage bags and hot glue and like bubble wrap and just, you know, like the stuff you find around your house. But I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't do it that way. Right. I gotta, I gotta do it better. So I, w- I went up. online and I found a really cool venom, uh, 3d file of venom. And then I took it into mesh mixer. I chopped off the head and then I extruded the back, uh, uh the back face or the back wall of the plane cut that I made. I extruded that back like a, like in a tubular manner and then in a tubular fashion. Yeah. And then I hit print on this thing this morning at about 6:30. When I came home from work, it was already done. And that's this what? thing here. Oh, that's cool. Oh, dude. Damn. Look at that thing. So, oh, so I'm wow. going to I'm going to put a handle back here. Um and oh. you really got to see the YouTube on this cuz yeah, and then what I'm gonna do is there's this oh, like the jaw. The jaw doesn't open and close. No, no, I just want it static. Jeez, Gee, come on, it's Brian, just really? The head kind of floating around. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Out of you. No, if I'm, it talks, I'm gonna, right? I'm, talk? gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put a speaker. I'm gonna put a speaker inside with the venom sounds. Rad. And then I'm so Yaya Han is a cosplayer who has built an entire business. You can find her cosplay materials at like jo- Joanne's oh, wow. Fabrics yeah, yeah. and yep. Hobby Lobby and stuff. Oh, she yeah, has so this like black shiny material. It's like, it's not pleather or leather. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a stretchy black l- material. And I'm going to glue that onto this like face okay. as like a, in like a symbiote way. And then have that like come around my arm. And then I bought... um I bought glue sticks, hot glue sticks that are already black and that's going to go all over. And then I'm just going to walk around doing this with the kids. (laughs) And then you like, you take your jacket, right? And you like stuff your, yeah. And then I'll have the fake arm pocket. Yeah. Right. Um, Oh my gosh. That's pretty fun. So I just, I couldn't believe it printed in like, in like a day, like eight hours, nine hours. How did you do that again? Uh, On the K1. On the K1 Max. There you go. Yeah. K1 Max. Um, K1 you like Max. like how I slid that in there, Steve? Oh, you can always slide it in, Brian. Um, <laughs> on the K1 Max, powered by Creality. <laughs> hey, Ramy. The K1. Hey, Steven. El K1. We're <laughs> being hailed. This encryption's new. Okay, so um, Lucasfilm did a publishing, like a book publishing panel at New York Comic Con last weekend, and um, they had a uh, they they revealed a few things. One was uh, John Jackson Miller, author John Jackson Miller has a new book called Star Wars: The Living Force, which is coming out next year. This novel is going to take place exactly one year before the Phantom Menace, and. He described it as a road trip for all 12 members of the Jedi Council. And the story will basically be um, told from the perspective of all 12 members of them and their respective points of view. 
So um, should be interesting. <laughs> um, and one, one of the things that he said was that uh, one of the, somebody commented uh, that it was one of the funniest things they've seen in Star Wars um, occurring between Jedi Masters, Kiati Mundi, and Yariel Poof. Who, and so who knows what that equates to, but that was something that was you, teased. You, you, you know why? Why? You know why, right? You know why, right? Because Kiati, I'm oh, gonna put God. on my nerd my nerd hat for a second. Kiati Mundi was the last male of his race, and he was not the yeah. last, but they were super this. rare. Heard, was, I know where this is going. He was sanctioned by like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He basically became a jizz player <laughs> with, with the can, with the cantina you know band. Oh, you had to you had to blow your load. It's no longer PG. Blasting that jazz music all over the place. Jack. So you can look for. No, You're just no, like, what did I get myself Look for the into? book. <laughs> yeah, Judah's like, on what bookshelves <laughs> on April 9th of next year. <laughs> <All right. sighs> okay, so in the same panel, not book related necessarily, but they were talking about the High Republic. And one of the things that they pulled out and showed was there have got, Disney's got a new um, FX lightsaber coming from the High Republic for then this is for character on um, Stellan Geos, I guess his name. Um, it's it's kind of a cross yeah, between Stellan like Geos. the Voltron sword and Kylo's saber, right? Like it's it's got it's the got the the, the crossbar hilt, <laughs> and but but the the hilt is very ornate and has some um, it has some metal parts that come out and kind of guard it's that cool. saber part that that sticks out to the sides. It, it, yeah. It's like an Excalibur style. I, like, like, I like, like a knight. You know? I like the like look of it. And it's it's actually got an interesting mix of like gold and silver on the hilt. Like it was, but uh, I just still yeah. have a hard time wrapping my head around the whole High Republic era. I'm, I'm hoping the Acolyte does something to make that interesting for me. But I, It's having its early moments. It's having, remember when, when uh, the prequels came out and people were like, I don't know yeah, about but, this, man. Like, we watched, I don't know about this. I feel like that's what's happening with High Republic right now. Like, people are like, because I've read some stuff. I've read, I've read a couple of the books and I've seen the comics and stuff. And there, there isn't much more media than that on it. So, and so it's kind of like, man, I don't know about this stuff. But I feel like in the future, if they do more media, like, like, a, like, you know, like you said, an acolyte or something, they'll be able to. But weren't, weren't those know, expand games? More on it. High Republic, like with the epic cinematography no, well, with like the brothers and the dad and the that was um the old Republic. Oh, so it's before, so it's not quite and it's non canon too. Yeah, it's something I know what else. I'm saying. Like visually, that stuff looked cool. Those brothers were dope, right? Like the all yeah. black and the all Those white cinematics, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like Ak Akron yeah, and they just look cool. Or Ar Arkin. So I just wonder if Akron. they would like take inspiration from that. I wish they would, because that stuff looks great. I don't know, but anyway. Okay, no, it's okay. Uh, next, next Go up, ahead, we've got. Um, so, <laughs> did you guys see the video of these new droids that they've got walking around Galaxy's Edge? Oh, yeah. So they're they're they look like they're maybe a little bit bigger than BD One, um, but it, but it's very similar aesthetic. And I, for anybody that's watching the yeah. the the live stream or or the YouTube, I'm. I'm playing some content right now that's showing one of these guys uh, moving around. So as I understand it, they're driven by um, learning algorithms. So there's, there's some AI behind them. I think the idea is that these things can fairly easily become something that's just autonomously moving around in galaxy's edge. Um, 
until yeah well they show that like it is actually (laughs) able to handle quite quite a wide variety of terrains and i think even in some of these videos i don't know if it was this one or i've seen video where like somebody literally tries to push it down and it corrects it like stumbles a little bit and corrects itself but it's fine yeah i'm sure that something Mm -hmm. catastrophic enough could happen that it would be like just like you know a turtle on its back but Oh, the public. I don't the know. Public have, will definitely have, come have, up with a way. Have you seen those public, uh, not public, those Boston Dynamic yeah. robots? The, the yeah. Those things, I mean, they the like. Dogs. Yeah, the they, are, they are brutal. Or, or no, the people, right? They stand up. No, no, the dogs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those things, people get brutal with it, and they don't fall they down. They had those in they Star did. Wars. They actually used those for a scene. They, they did, did right. yeah. Did, have you guys oh, seen the, the spoof video where, like, the guys are like they, they're messing with it and they mess. Well, I guess it's not one of those robots, but yeah. it's like a two legged version and they mess with it to the and point where it finally just has had enough and it turns around and starts shooting. At them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. For real. Dude, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. They keep kicking and punching these robots, exactly. man. They're going to be like, um, so, yeah. uh, Moritz, uh, Bash or Bache, uh, associate lab director at Disney Research, said the robots actually learn to imitate artistic motion. That's the secret sauce to make them work so quickly. They can actually emote and learn to dance. They can get really angry and the eyes turn red. They walk over uneven terrain. They can still balance. They're really robust. So, I mean, when we've seen stuff, yeah, when we've seen stuff in the parks like this, they can, uh, I think the idea is at least to get it to the point where there's a handler maybe that can go pick it up and set it back up on its legs. But there doesn't need to be somebody sitting there with a remote control that's obviously controlling it that takes you out of the moment, right? So it's one thing to have a, a cast member walking around in the neighborhood to help this thing out. But uh, if, if it looks like it is just naturally moving around the park as if it was any other character in a suit, um, then mission accomplished. So, Robots taking over. Yeah. I saw how they painted them red, Yellow, uh, red, green, and blue, and then and then somebody was like, "Oh, like <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And they were like, "Oh, well, I think that was their code like, names. That's yeah, their names. <laughs> that's that's funny. They look like ducks, or like uh, Alvin, oh, Simon, yeah. and Theodore, right? You know what? You know what they're gonna yeah, do? Yeah, I don't think those are Disney properties. <laughs> you know how R two like always sticks his little oh, arm out sorry. and like zaps, zaps. He's got the zapper. That's what's gonna happen. Like kids are gonna like be more like." <laughs> Jerks are gonna like be messing with the robot. Don't put that. Don't install that. They're gonna tase people. Yeah. Hey, you touched the robot, bro. You're not supposed to. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't put those at Disney World. They just put it at like at in California, Florida, man. No, man. I think Brian Brian was saying like the the headlines: Florida man seen or you know followed by whatever. Yeah, Florida man. (laughs) Yeah, Florida man. Florida man picked up. Disney Galaxy's Edge robot and threw it in the submarine. We just lost. We just lost all three <laughs> listeners we had in Florida. <laughs> so then, the only other thing that I've got in the news, and this is just more of a conversation than that I thought was interesting that I put a pin in to, to come back and talk about on the show than anything. But in our private chat, we were talking the other day, and it prompted me to go do some research on the budgets that have gone into some of the shows that we've watched um, and how that is relative to the films and kind of what, how profitability goes into play here. So as an example, so Mandalorian's season one and two, and I just don't, I don't have the number for season three. Theoretically could be the same, but Mandalorian seasons one and two, as well as Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett 
each had a budget of $100 million per season. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi was a little bit more at $130 million. Um, moving on up, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and as well as Loki Season 1, were $150 million. Um, Secret Invasion was $212 million, which just goes to show you that success does not equate to budget. Um, WandaVision and She-Hulk both had budgets of $225 million. And then the granddaddy of budgets goes to Andor for a cool $250 million. Um, now that... It, it was, it was, um, and and arguably like two hundred fifty million is like now you're getting into feature film, like high budget feature film uh, territory. Yeah, but you've made some, you've made some more content than money. a film. Like that budget for that film is, you know, what one hundred and twenty right. minutes, like six give or take. Hours, right? Whereas you're getting three hundred minutes worth of content out of an average right. Disney Plus TV show. So. Um, you know, the, the decision makers are going to look at like the ROI on a, on a $100 million investment or all of those $100 million investments and compare that to the ROI on a $250 million one. Um, it, it, it goes to show you like, so we know that Andor was all, was, was predominantly practical as far as shooting on location. Whereas, um, most of the other ones that are on the lower budget end were able to be filmed on the volume. So, you know, the, and, and yet, yeah. Was what was the entertainment value of one over the other? Scenery aside, like the special effects aside, like that, because the story is going to be for Andor is what it is, whether it was filmed on the volume or, or on location. So, um, by, just by comparison, like the Flash movie had a budget of two hundred million dollars. So, and again, like when you've got something that's got a runtime of right. one hundred and forty-four minutes, that means that it costs them one point four million dollars a minute. Mando season one with a hundred million dollar budget had an approximate cumulative runtime of around 300 minutes and that's $333,000 a minute. So it's like way less per minute of content. And so again, when you're looking at profitability, which is like Disney's got shareholders and they want profit and like it, it all comes back to money. Um, these shows are very profitable even compared to a film. So I think if I right. if I recall correctly, the the reason we brought this up in the first place was we were discussing um, how Feige, Kevin Feige over at Marvel, is finally like he actually put out there that he's learning that they've been doing the TV I think shows that was wrong. The, what started this? Yeah, um, you mentioned that 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 they that they've been they've been shooting them and they've been putting them in production as if it's a movie. Uh, and then just fixing it and cutting it in post, which really hasn't worked for them on any of their shows other than maybe uh, Loki at this point. Um, but the fact that they're actually going to now take like having a pilot, for instance, into consideration before they green light an entire eight episode show. Um, is going to start playing into the budget uh, and yeah. all the other things that, that you listed on yeah, there. It'll be yeah. interesting to see. Like, I, We've been seeing these shows and there's eight episodes, not a typical, you know, 22 or 20 or 22 episodes per season. So I think that's a big part of it. Like, Also, if you look, these shows are feature film budgets um, and we're getting more content out of it, but we're not getting as much content out of it as we would have gotten from a historical 
you know, antenna broadcast, you know, Sunday night on at 10 o'clock on NBC I, or whatever I, TV I show the, that would have been 20 episodes, you know, long. I think the whole thing was that this daredevil show, the, the rumor that was going around is that this was going to be like 22 episodes and it was going to be like unheard of in, Whoa. you know, in the whole Marvel, uh, uh, streaming 22. universe. But when Feige test screened like the first three episodes, the first three or four episodes, um, he just absolutely hated it. It just didn't flow. They, the writers just com- completely went a different way. So he kind of canned the entire original staff, the original writing, st- the original production staff. And he's, they're basically starting from scratch again, writing it, producing it and all that stuff. And in, in, in that process. And I, I think they're getting a lot of flack online for doing this. Like, Oh, Marvel's burning down now. They're canceling everything. They're having to redo everything. But I mean, I only look at this in a positive light that they're committed to just getting it right. Like, you know, they're, yeah. they're not going to just let a, 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 a flagship character like daredevil flop. Yeah. But speaking yeah. Especially since yeah, it's speaking of flagships, it's yeah. worth pointing out that Mandalorian is Disney Plus's flagship property, and it's at the bottom end of that budget list mm-hmm. that I list that I gave off, and and has consistently it been. Uh, Did it launch? Was it day and date? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was day mm-hmm. of. Yep. It was day um, one. and continues yeah. to perform yeah. spectacularly, and it's still at the. Well, that's because they brought that's, they brought on right, Judah, right. and they were like, "Oh man!" <laughs> but it's still and well, that, that was, secret yeah, sauce. Yeah. And I didn't get the season sauce. three. I didn't get the season three budget number. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little more. But again, it obviously stand on stands on its own, and it is sitting squarely at the bottom end of that list of budget numbers that we gave out. So you know, when you've got your most popular product or popular show is can be made for cheaper than anything else, that makes you want to go back and analyze all of it. And that is it for the news. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. <laughs> okay. Uh, time for dad jokes. Oh. So I've got one. Uh, this one came in from listener uh, Carlos Macias. Uh, so, and and I'm aiming this one at, at Brian, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Bowhunter over here. So why didn't the pepper get into mm-hmm. archery? You, you said, I don't know why, but you're muted. Um, uh, because he didn't have an arrow. You're muted. Arrow. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That was my contribution for the week. I see how you aim. I saw how you aimed. Yeah, yeah, you like that. That was good. (laughs) Aimed. Okay. I know I'm not the only one that had something this week, so who's up next? (laughs) Oh, someone else had a dad joke? I got a dad joke. Go ahead. This might be just (laughs) as bad. Um, I've been bored lately, so I've been taking the wheels off of cop cars. They have been working tirelessly. <laughs> 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 wow. 
I've got I've got a a, a, a dumb one. Um, why can't dads wear socks when they golf? Why? Because they'll get a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. I've been trying to work on the next uh, cooking with crosshair, and so I'm looking at how to make an egg roll. Oh. And basically, you just push it. (laughs) 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 You incorporated it with with another segment. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. <laughs> Dude, the graphics too that you've been doing on the YouTube. Oh, on the YouTube, yeah. Woo, yeah. You're killing it, dude. Um let's see. Do we have time to go into Loki review? You guys want to do Loki review next week? That's a Those are dumb jokes. Yeah, next week. Yeah, we can do we can do a two-episode wrap-up, yeah, yeah, right? We can. Yeah, yeah. So we don't drag yeah, yeah, on too long. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't want to keep Double Loki. Keep All right. Two. two Baba Loki. Loki. I'm good. We'll do a Loki Loki. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. I want to clean my gun. What a surprise. And be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> and I don't need to talk about anything else. Uh, it should be bow, right? So, How you doing, Brian? I was just about to say, just replace gun with bow and leave it to D on that answer. Sums it up. Oh, damn! That's okay. It? We we always knew sometimes he wouldn't have much to say. <laughs> he's he's having a hard time. Yeah, it's okay, Brian. And so don't everybody let it, got don't let it get you down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being it's here, Judah. You the man, yeah. Judah. Yeah, Thanks. you the man, yeah. bro. <clears throat> That's where that whole. Uh... Judah Mang, you're the man. Judah Mang, Judah Mang, Judah Mang, Judah Mang, Judah Mang, man. Well, I think that does it for us today, guys. Uh, If you enjoyed listening to the show, feed that algorithm and leave us a review, including the onion emoji on your podcast (laughs) app. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just subscribe, and you can be entered. To win an Alpha Ignition helmet of your choice, casted by the Dad Batch. Uh, you can follow me at Stevie.kicks on Instagram, sometimes Twitter, or X, whatever they're calling it now. Uh, gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can find you. Judah? Uh, just my name, J U D A, no H. Judah Escalante, E S C A L A N T. Or uh, Mangtastic Paint and Props. Right on. And John? Uh, you could find me working <laughs> next to Judah whenever things start working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rolling again. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting that out there in the universe. Maybe it'll Maybe come he'll back drive trucks, John. He's got a job. <laughs> he'll start driving trucks. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, there might be there a driver job yeah. out there for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Brian? That's it. Uh, Sithin' Ain't Easy in Dad Batch Pod because Chrome Tono's coming up. I got well, I got an update. I have prizes. Oh man, we got so many people hitting us up for like, oh, we we want to put this in the Chrome Tono. We want to put that. 
There's so many prizes. Uh, so like many we, prizes. We yeah. needed to have like we needed to have four winners this year because there's just too much stuff. We might need to do more if there's that many things. Because we've we we drowned Nate, right? Nato <laughs> potato. He's drowning he in prizes, up, so we ended up with like what seven? Did he end up with like seventeen helmets or something? Yeah, he had like twenty helmets and a bunch of other things, a bunch of cool stuff. Basically, wear a new helmet, and, which is great. Yeah, but I would love to like have more more people yeah, win for stuff. sure. That way, they're more inclined to donate and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ramy. Uh, thedadbatch.com. And Joe. Uh, dadbatch.com and and on our sleeves, man. We're bringing it on our sleeves. Just watch out. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna do some cool stuff, and I mean, I might throw in something like this. Ooh. Ooh. Hey now. Which is a is that a is that a gentle giant tech statue? Is, is no Kotobukiya. Koto, Koto, yeah, Kotobukiya. Kotobukiya yeah, tech statue. Kotobukiya. That's probably going in the loot. Just a little sneak peek. Is it signed by Tech Bad Batch? Uh, no, because that one will be in a box. Could be right. Okay. This one is mine. Got it. Yeah. I'll sign the box, but whatever. That's one in the box. Sign the box. Sign the box. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to episode 62 of the Dad Batch podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 63. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly.